G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A short while back, we spoke to author Heather Chapman about her book called The House on the Rock. Knowing that a second book was on the way, I remember saying to Heather at the time, let's plan another conversation when your new book is released. Well, now book two is out and is a continuation of Book 1, completing a whole course of The House on the Rock study. Book 1 sets the foundation of relationship with God, prayer, worship, and knowing the power of God's Word. Book 2 deals with inheriting the promises of God, our identity and authority in Christ, understanding the enemy, and how to find and fulfill your calling. Well, Heather Chapman leads the House on the Rock teaching ministry, and Heather's back with us. Hello, Heather. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Lovely to speak to you again today. And Heather, since we last spoke about your first book, there's a number of churches now using it as Bible study material. That's correct. Yes, we've got several churches um, from the top of Australia down to the bottom of Australia, all the way down in Tassie. We've got several churches studying the um, books in their home groups. One is doing them, uh, the books with their youth group. And um, they're going really well, getting lots of great feedback. So um, that's what's really encouraging to hear. And that's what they were for in the first place, to um, empower and bless um, the body of Christ. Yeah. Well, what a relief to have your second book in the series out. And uh, is it fair enough to describe your books as a lot like Bible study notes? Is that the way you describe your books? Um, I would say that it's a, a, it's a study course for sure, but it's also a resource that you can go back to over and over again because uh, book two really is... Um, set out very similarly to book one in that all the scriptures are written out there and people can go through the topics uh, step by step in, a, in an easy and progressive way. And uh, the books being large and, and fully coloured uh, engage the reader as well so that even uh, younger people like teenagers can actually um, comprehend the material quite well. We have a youth group doing, a, um, doing the books at the moment as well and, and that's going really well. So yeah, definitely a study book. And also I, I encourage people who are not in a study group, if they want to go through them individually, use it as a, a daily devotion. Or I've um, heard from people who say they're just reading a chapter a day and uh, they're really getting a lot out of it. So just even a chapter a day, like an extra uh, daily devotional material, it can be used that way as well. Well, when we use the title, The House on the Rock, there's a reference there to the biblical story Jesus told of the wise man who builds his house on the rock, the foolish builder builds his house on the sand. Let's come to some of the contents of book two, and I mentioned in the introduction the idea of inheriting the promises of God. I wonder if you can give us some insight here into how that all unfolds in your book. 
Yes, well, uh, firstly, uh, you have to understand in order to um, inherit the promises of God, you have to understand what they are. You have to know what the Word of God says, and and that's the first step. Um, finding easily finding what God's Word says about our situation, and then learning how to actually apply that Word. And it's um, it becomes always back to the relationship. That's why book book one focused so much on building that relationship with God as a son or daughter. God and really knowing his love, that foundation, because you can't believe God um, for his promises if you don't know his love for you first. So that's why we spend that time in book one, building that foundation, and then coming into book two, when you've got that, that revelation in your heart and you're growing in that relationship, understanding how to apply God's word, how to use the power of praying God's word back to him, um, declaring God's word, and, and coming against um, doubt and all the, the things that the enemy tries to bring to stop us from receiving our inheritance. As you say, uh, the foundation is built in book one and you're starting to build on some of those foundations. And we're talking about yes. uh, what for many Christians is basic understanding of those essential qualities and virtues and understandings of what it is to be a Christian, to have faith in God. And so when you're talking about the promises of God, I mean Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter, and the idea that there are, some people have identified even 8,000 promises in the scriptures. The idea of relying on God's promises gives substance to the believer. Yes, that's correct. And actually it says um, in the Bible that we inherit, uh, we, we, we actually escape the corruption that is in the world um, through the divine promises of God. So, you know, rather than um, getting caught up in trying to get things or make things happen in your own strength or, or following the world system, we, we have a higher authority, we have a, a kingdom that, that we are receiving from we're receiving from heaven and the promises of God are for us no matter where we are in the world God's word will still apply to us you know there are people um, in third world countries who've had no food or, or nothing you know no natural means of supply and just by standing on God's word they've been supernaturally supplied and I, I believe that as we come into these end times we're really going to need to be able to have um, our roots deep into the Word of God and to be able to draw on His promises more than ever be before because of the um, the way that the world is going. We need to have a very strong uh, source of supply from heaven and we need to know that God is our provider more than ever before. Wonderful stuff. When God is with us, as he's promised to be, when he's in control, when he's watching over us, uh, then we're able to deal with some of the challenging situations we find in day-to-day -day life and those sorts of things become a part of what we build on those foundations in our faith. Now, you talk about our identity and our authority in Christ, building on those foundations again, Heather. Yes, that's true. So really these things are, are essential that we know who we are in Christ in order to take authority over the enemy. And we have to understand how the enemy works. Otherwise, if you go into a battle not knowing who your enemy is or how they work, you've got a very big disadvantage. But so, And really the principles are very, very simple. The Bible, God's word and God's kingdom, the principles are not complicated, but 
sometimes we, we forget them. So we need to be reminded, even if we've been a Christian for many years, I think we all need reminding of the principles of God and how the enemy works. And really, book two is really designed to help people be overcomers. And once we overcome those areas, those strongholds that have kept us back from moving forward, that's when we can start to come into our calling, find what God's called us to do, and make our mark on the world. You know, we're all called to do something, and there's only one of each one of us. We're all called to do something great for Jesus. We're all called to be ambassadors for Jesus. And um, so book two is really designed to help people know what their inheritance is, know who they are in Christ and their authority over the enemy, and know how to overcome those areas of weakness, you know, uh, sins, uh, things that have kept people, held them back, and they haven't had a breakthrough, had a breakthrough, and then move forward and becoming ready for the return of Jesus as well. Fabulous stuff. And you do take time in your books to answer tricky questions that can sometimes be stumbling blocks to people. You've got to explore all of those because people have these questions and we need to be able to answer them. That's true, Neil. So um, I do go into that a little bit more in book two because, um, you know, usually when people misunderstand uh, a topic in the Bible, it's because a scripture has been taken out of context. So I, I talk about the law of context, how to rightly divide the word of truth, understanding what a scripture means uh, in, in the context of the whole Bible. So, for example, just one of the topics that I address is is the issue of women in the church and the role of women. And um, and knowing the truth actually sets us free from um, false teachings and, and doctrines that have actually kept people back from fulfilling their calling. So once, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give it all away here, but um, yeah, that really, that, that topic is addressed and it does bring um, light to the situation and I believe it will help uh, set people free from any errors of uh, reading misinterpretation of scripture because the Bible can be hard to understand in some areas. The, the Apostle Paul, uh, sorry, Peter said that Paul's, or Paul's writings were difficult to understand sometimes. So we just need to understand how to um, read things in their context. And you said that there are young Christians who are saying that they can understand the sorts of things you're writing about. So that's, in some sense, testimony to the clarity with which you're bringing some of these topics. Yes, that's true, Neil. I um, I have had that feedback that people have said that even if they've never read, that, that they haven't read the Bible before, and that book two, and I, I've checked with them personally, they, they said book two is just as easy to understand as book one, so... That was um, that's really encouraging for me to know, and um, I believe that it's an encouragement for other people that book too, even though it goes into some deeper topics, that the simplicity of um, reading the book is still there. So, I guess uh, well, Heather, honour to you because you're very determined, and uh, to have two books out that's amazing in itself. Uh, but this is not where you're going to stop. You're planning the next thing with podcasts and uh, translations into other languages. That's all still ahead of you. That's true, Neil. There's still a lot of work to be done. And um, basically, uh, the website's just been completed and um, all these things will be available on the website, which will be houseontherockministry.org. 
So um, keep an eye on that space because there will be um, podcasts and um, some things being added to the website as time goes by. Lots more to come and in some sense a new teaching ministry in its infancy but growing in strength day to day. Heather Chapman leads the House on the Rock teaching ministry. That website she mentioned is houseontherockministry.org. Heather's based in Melbourne, houseontherockministry.org. And Heather's books are called The House on the Rock, Part 1 and Part 2. Heather, all the best with those and great to catch up again today. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been an honour. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.